Do you ever get mad at your mother? Because you and I are very different. We you, are. <laughs> you, you will not say your mom without saying she's an angel as a little epithet in between. You say it all the time. My mother's my queen, and one day I'll meet my princess. <laughs> what do you want me? My, my father, everything he tells, he goes, he goes, I'm your father, but you love your mother. My mother was texting me the other day because I didn't talk to her for one full day. And I said, Mom, I texted. She goes, but your voice. <laughs> but I need to hear your voice every day. I just hear my dad in the background, please, for my sake, call your mother. <laughs> and I love my mother. She, my mom is, my, but my mom doesn't do manipulative stuff like that. Does she, she like comes to your improv shows? No, I'm an embarrassment. Oh, really? Yeah, this, we keep it separate. You're, don't feel bad. It's a great arrangement. She doesn't want to be there. I don't want her there. She's, she doesn't come to any of the improv shows. She went once, and she goes, she said like this, she goes, everyone really loved you. Oh, my God. So why am I going to bring her to that? And you know what? She's right. Everyone did love me. Sure. <laughs> don't clap for me. <laughs> the most well, pitiful thing ever. I'm getting applause for an old improv show that my mom didn't think was funny. Well, that's like, I always say, my mom, she, she does come to my comedy shows, and at yeah. the end of every comedy show, she'll always say, you were the funniest one. And then she'll turn to me and be like, let's go. <laughs> my mom also is close. My mom's in Staten Island. I'm in Brooklyn. So my mom, all right, I'll just say it. My mom does my laundry. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, really, I don't, I don't know a lot of queens that do the laundry. <laughs> Well, you want to know the real deal. My mom drives to Brooklyn, picks it up, drives home. No. And then my father does it. No. Yep, single. <laughs> Wait, first off, I don't have laundry in the building. And secondly, I got in a big scandal with my local laundromat. What happened with your... They lost half my clothes. And I said, you lost half my clothes. They said, no, we didn't. I said, what are we going to do about this? They said, I don't know. Stop coming. Oh, my God. Okay, so you you do drop-off laundry. I do drop-off. I can't fold. Sure, I listen. <laughs> Look at these hands. <laughs> I remember the first time I started doing drop-off, and I said, "It's we're never going back to no, this original thing. I will. You no. can't. No. 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 Did you ever been to New York? Yeah. I yeah. Did, well, I did, uh, yeah, in the first couple of years, but then I did drop-off, and now I have it in the building. Yeah. Can I tell you, one time, uh -huh. this was the last time I did drop-off laundry, I, I, this was before weed was fully legal, I think. Sure. So I had a little bag of weed, and I, I put my clothes in the wash. I forgot to check the pockets, you know, because because yeah. that's why I need a mom to do my laundry. And <laughs> so the wash goes. I swear to God, the bag of weed uh -huh. in the locked uh. laundry. It comes out of the bag be, because of the the mass of the bag. Yes. It goes right in the middle of this laundry thing. <laughs> And, and, and like as it's spinning around, it's a bag of weed just right there, yeah. facing the street yeah. where all the cops are. Yeah. And, 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 Did you and cover I, it with your hand? Like, I didn't know what to do. I just, I stood like to the side, like if the cops came, it'd be like, who's that laundry over there? He ran away. And, and I just had to wait like 38 minutes because you couldn't, you couldn't open it. It's locked. You, it's locked. Oh, it's the rules. No. It's, it's locked. Rules. It's like a plain door. It's yeah. closed until it's there, you know? And I thought, I thought that's when I, I thought like I'd go to jail somehow. That oh, way. yeah. Wow, we grew up different, bro. <laughs> I would swallow three perk thirties because I thought cops were following me. <laughs> well, and the audience goes, "Oh, he lived a hard life." <laughs> uh, 
Um, What'd you say about my mom? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck did you say about my mother? Don't make me take my shirt off, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. First off, you don't it's know anyone's privilege. experience as a child, so sh- uh, don't, don't say that, okay? Sure, sure. You don't know what people we'll, experience. We'll I grew get up into in a beautiful it. home in a horrible place. But yes, I am privileged. <laughs> <laughs> now, Russell, your your mom. Yeah. Because I think it's very interesting. Uh-huh. Your, your your mom is seems very like loving, but doesn't understand your work. Not at all. Not at all. Your mom, like, seems to enjoy your work. She yeah. goes to the shows. She comes. Yeah. She she goes and she enjoys it and she says nice things. Well, uh, you're like, on Broadway. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 a standby on Broadway. So you know, like, I had one line when she saw me on Broadway because I was filling in. But, like, you know, she didn't see me fill in for Josh Gad. When she so. compliments you, do you feel like she sees you? Or do you think she's saying what, like, she's supposed to say as I, a nice more mother? More the latter, I think. You know, because, yeah. I mean, but, you know, it's like she's seeing shows, sketch comedy shows in a basement. And, you know, how much can a 70-year-old woman appreciate that always not no offense to older people but you know like we've been sure. like uh, we've been no i mean we've been we've been doing it for and it wasn't always great you know there was like some <laughs> shows where you're there there's 15 people in your audience sure. you know so uh, my my stepdad saw like me now. early <laughs> my stepdad saw me early early in stand up and it was like a headlining show and six people came Oof. and for some reason like I had the worst impulse as i said uh, he's my stepfather and so he has Kids, I said, I have uh, half-siblings. The problem with half-siblings is, this is on a stage, I said, the problem with half-siblings is fucking them is half as fun. And, and it's a testament to him that, like, I don't think, I don't think he'd even registered. I don't, he never brought it up. The only thing he you ever want, said... You wanted him to bring it up? <laughs> for their sake, to be like, what the fuck was, that was a... Uh, he's like, you're doing Hassan Minaj up there? You're making stuff up? Or you, uh... I find the New Yorker like, he didn't fuck any of his half-siblings. <laughs> All lies! <laughs> no, the only thing he said to me, I had a joke where uh, it started with my sister, when she introduced me, she said, this Jamarco, he's my half-brother. And it goes to the joke, and he said, does Katie do that? And I was like, you are... I made a joke about fucking Katie. You need to get your priorities in line. <laughs> um... Okay, good. So we all have different moms. Different moms. Um, different moms. Now, you act like I am not a real Italian. Sure. Do you, do you see me as Italian at all? Very. Look how you're sitting. You feel... But really? See, this is Italian, and this is Italian-American. Like, if the, the, the posture... I'm even more authentic Italian? I swear to God. <laughs> really? Because you're, you are a little feminine, which is Italian. Thank you for adding the little. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you talk with your hands and your body, right? I only talk with my hands. That's a really interesting way of putting it. Yes, but I love that you talk with your body. Thank you. Of course. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if it's actually Italian or if it's like, or if it's flamboyant, like you know, just a little. It do, you do give off like a, someone that has done movement classes. You oh. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I certainly have. Yeah. More than movement Italian. one, movement two, yeah. movement three, advanced movement. Of course. Uh, all sorts of movement classes. Viewpoints. Remember viewpoints? Viewpoints. Ooh. I never went to acting school. Oh, well. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what is a viewpoint? 
Oh. oh no. Wait, 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 wait. It's it's like the most indulgent masturbatory form of of acting where it's like instead of even working on a script, you all like move as one. There's music. Like, they there's put music. On. You you play with levels. So I'm gonna be and middle level. You're supposed. It's uh, it's like an improv game. And a then you bit. start brushing your teeth, and suddenly everyone's brushing their, their teeth, teeth, and they're uh, brushing yeah. each other's teeth. And then you they charge you twenty thousand yeah. dollars a semester. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I taught in an acting school. What you um, teach? Lee Schreiber, maybe. Lee the Strasberg. Lee Strasberg. I taught. Uh, <laughs> I was like Lee. Strasberg I love. As an I love. It's school? like it's like a it's like a bootleg version of Lee Strasberg. It's it's a uh, Leroy Stroisberg. <laughs> it, yeah. What did you teach? I taught uh, improv and I taught kids improv there. And I was. It was a lot of like rich kids in the city mm. whose parents were like just dumping them off for a place to do over the summer. Uh huh. And so I'm like doing games until one day. They all just started chanting pizza. And I still had 20 minutes left of class. And they wouldn't stop. Until I looked at their like handler and I go, and then they all left and got pizza. And I had to stay in the room by myself because I was required by them to get paid to stay there. So it sounds like you had no authority at all over this <laughs> class at all. I mean, God forbid this. If, if everyone here started chatting, ch uh, chanting pizza, I'd say, "Get the fuck out of here! I'm not getting your pizza." I would go, A "Pizza." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let them go. Yeah, I was like, and these are children in Did, pajamas. In pajamas. Most of them wore pajamas to class and stuff like that. Are you good with? I feel like you'd be good with kids. I am. I was good with kids, but they were like that 11 to 13 age. Mm. So it was a lot of Cheetos, Doritos, and Hot Cheetos, and they were just like singing about like. <laughs> They would sing Wait, hot what do you mean? They like they just that's all they talked they about? They that just or? like they loved hot Cheetos. They would just say hot Cheetos and then they would do the Fortnite dance. Um and uh Doritos, Fritos, and Hot Cheetos, and they just do the Fortnite dance. Yeah. And I just go, okay, great. Uh we're gonna pretend to be uh um two firefighters on a bench, and then someone would be and like, There's a fire, and so we'll go, in my mouth, Doritos, <laughs> Fritos, and Hot Cheetos. And they would like stand up and start doing the dance. It was like, they tricked me. Every, I, every time I tried to set it up so they couldn't get there, and they found a way. Were there any kids that you were like, oh, wow, you're, you're a genius? You pull them aside and say, I think you're a comedic genius. No, uh, not at <laughs> all. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, they were, it was really like a camp. I was really teaching kids. I also taught a college class there. I taught a couple NYU classes there. Well, too. you've taught me too. Of course, if you don't know, I if was. You, Sebastian has a, a great podcast, Loud About Nothing. Check and, it out. Uh, we we'll talk about that. We we talked about way way before I was doing stand up. This mm -hmm. was a long long time ago. We uh, I was on some awful god awful improv team, uh -huh. and uh, we hired Sebastian to to coach. And uh, uh, he basically in the scene, I made a mistake, some kind of some not doing a yes and of sorts, and and accidentally sending my scene partner off stage, and in a way where someone would need to come on and help me. To I keep believe the scene going. I believe you killed your scene partner so they couldn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so and he was no. alone on stage. It, it was something like I was like, well then go get that for me, and then they left the stage. And rather, and and so someone was to step on and help continue the scene. And Sebastian uh -huh. said, no, leave him, <laughs> leave him. And then we just sat in silence, and you and you were trying to teach me a lesson that I had, you know, abandoned myself on stage, and you you were uh, using a, a, a shame tactic, I would say, to teach me <laughs> about acting. And it's it's one thing in college when it's like an older person doing it to you, but when it's someone younger than me, I think. <laughs> I think so. 
there is a deep feeling of rage that is uh, that you remember. But but after eight years, I got over it. You did. And, and I, uh, I always said I remembered you because you walked in the room, took your shoes off, and then proceeded to eat three bananas in a row. <laughs> didn't also didn't take them out. Didn't take three bananas at, at once. One at a time, removed a banana from his bag and continued to eat. And he was just talking to me, and I'm just staring at this spectacle of a man who somehow has his toes crossed, <laughs> sitting there, crisscrossed, toes crossed, eating three bananas in a row. And I said, I'm going to teach this motherfucker a lesson. I... <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I do have strange... I, people always comment on my eating habits, so I guess... Oh, yeah. look, uh, He's always eaten... If it's not a banana or not a carrot, it's a very wet fruit. <laughs> like, where it's very, like, I go to wash it in the and sink, and I, you know, I go like this. Yeah. I open the door with my elbow, and I eat it fresh. Romantic. Or just, like, yeah. a giant pepper. A giant, you just eat peppers, like, yeah, giant full that peppers. That was definitely a phase. I've moved past that, but that was a phase. You moved past it. I need to start. I mean, uh, my eating habits are so fucked. Let's not even go into that. But when you're when you're with like with people, with, if you're like See, a group, he understands the sickness. Yeah, <laughs> he goes when you're eating normally in front of people. What am I eating? You've eaten boiled eggs in front of people. That's you've done that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. tough. When like we're not on like a we're not in like a, a compartment together. What are you talking about? Where? I'm just saying, what snacks when? do you eat in public? Like in rehearsal? Like what's your what's your oh, public snack? Oh, yeah. We all have our private snacks. Yes, yeah. of course. We all have our private snacks. Yeah, I would. I mean, it varies, but yeah, that's the limit. Hard boiled egg. I but like, you'll have one banana as opposed to me. Yeah, I will three. have. It's I had crazy. three this morning for sure. Every morning. I don't think Probably. you're supposed to have that many bananas. <laughs> I'll be honest. People say you should have one banana a day, but I'm tall, so I figure that number is for. <laughs> that's every every like recommendation. You're not that tall. I read something once that said you should only have four Brazil, Brazilian nuts a day, oh, and I was I like, that. oh, my God, am I going to die? I've eaten <laughs> bags of Brazilian nuts. Those are delicious. They are. Then yeah. Why you give me a whole bag with 50 if that's not one sitting? I knew a girl who would set them out on her counter the night before. How many? Four. Four. Because it was good for your brain. She heard Andrew Uberman say it's good for your brain, and so she would set them on her counter the night before. Yeah, I, can you imagine you, you get dementia? Someday you get the diagnosis of dementia, and they go, "You should have had four Brazilian so nuts nice. a day. <laughs> you would have lived forever if only you followed that random yeah. fucking thing that one person mentioned yeah. once." Yeah. Oh, so welcome to the downside. Uh, for for people listening, this, this is this is a place where we can be negative and, and complain and share our our traumas. And uh, you know what people say about Staten Island. Yeah, I'm like, aware. You you know like the this the stereotype of it. How describe I would love what, to, Yeah, I would love one of you to describe yeah. the stereotype. All, all here's all, all I know about it, and I, I feel like if Pete Davidson has an out way too much of a per, percentage of what this is. Sure. Is that it's uh Italianish, mm -hmm. uh very very white. Yes. Uh depends uh, the area. Sure. Well I'm just sharing what I know of. Yes. It's hundred percent white. Uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, a lower income in general overall. Mm -hmm. um, uh, 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 big families, uh, homophobia comes to mind. Uh, it, it feels like Loud. like there's still playgrounds with the, the the monkey bars that are rusted, and you fall and you hurt yourself, and kids are getting bullied, and uh, uh, people they stay there, they get stuck there forever. And then their mom still picks up their laundry and does it even when they're an adult. 
I live in Brooklyn. I'm, I do go, and I and if I see people at the gas station, they go, yo, bro, you made it out. Like, it's like some sort of, like, prison. It's intense. The toxicity is wild out there. I, like, yeah. I always remember, I played CYO basketball, and... What was that? CYO, Catholic Youth Organization. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and first off, they would say the prayers, and I'm not Catholic, so my dad would just say, bow your heads and mumble. So uh, they would say the prayer before the game. Yes, before every game, we would gather around and say a prayer. Which prayer? Uh, Hail Mary, full of grace. Uh huh. Um, and then Our Father who art in heaven. Sure. So what were you? <laughs> I was Lutheran because my dad said, "I don't care what religion he is, as long as he's not Catholic." And he was Catholic, went to Catholic school. Uh huh. So I think that was. Um, do you do you think? The, the molestation? Yeah. No. He just didn't <laughs> I know like what him. it is. Yeah, I know yeah. what happened to him. Oh. Um, there was a nun, it was during the, uh, this isn't funny, but there was during the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, right? And uh, uh, they would do these bomb drills where they go under the desk to protect themselves if a bomb hits, right? It wouldn't save you. And the nun said to them, great, it's okay, if you die, you'll all die with me, and I'll be able to get you into heaven. And my dad was like seven, and he said, fuck that, I'm dying with my mom. So every day he would run from school to his house. His mom would drop him off at school, and in Brooklyn he would run from his school to his house, and he would be sitting on the stoop, and they would do that all day long because he was so scared to die with the nuns. So and plus they hit him um, sure. on top of all that. So sure. he, he's like, I, I hate this place. Uh, that's that's a really heaven. Really works like like a like a crowded airport. It would yeah. seem it was like, well, where's your nun? You have to be with a nun to get in. You're just stuck out here. That's hor I, I say all the time that I was such like an angsty kid that if I had had the, the things about Catholic, it would have gotten into my brain and it would have yeah. freaked me the fuck out yeah. so badly. That being said, I think if I was with my mom, we would be going to hell together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hell by association yeah. or just bickering on the way to heaven? Just bick bickering and then God would be like, I do not want this energy in heaven, please. <laughs> um, so I do CYO basketball and it would be... This, they were, the fathers there would get so intense. I was 10 years old. They would throw chairs on the courts, screaming. They would get kicked out of the games, and the score would be 7 to 3. Uh huh. <laughs> 7 to 3. Does that mean someone made a three pointer? Or like no, like a free throw. Or okay. something. Like, like yeah, the yeah, games yeah. would be. We were children. Yeah. And the dads would be screaming. It was just so, so many like union men who put so much stake in that my child's going to make my life better. And what about your dad? He was a principal in the Lower East Side. Um, but could he scream at the game too? No. No. He was very. My dad's a PhD. He's educated. Um, he. Uh, so why did he? So he he grew up. Forgive me. He grew up in Staten Island. He grew up in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Why did he go to Staten Island if he if he? Because my cousin moved there, who's a cop. Uh huh. And my cousin was like, "There's a good deal," and a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So he moved, and I lived next door to my cousin growing up. Got it. So it was like. I cuz lived next door because he grew up in Brooklyn where it's all just everyone in a family lived on one street. Uh-huh. So, and he liked that idea that if I needed anything, I could go next door or something like that. Well, let me say that. That's the one thing about Staten Island that even though I hear these stereotypes, mm -hmm. I grew up with no community, no neighborhood. And yeah. sometimes I do hear yeah. that and I go, oh, you have, you have like culture. You have like, uh, you know, I don't have, I don't have any of that. No? No. No, our neighbors, we didn't spend time together. I mean, it was an isolated childhood. 
I feel like, yeah, what no, about you? No, I grew up upstate, and we didn't have the culture of hanging out with neighbors. Actually, I had multiple neighbors um, while I grew up who killed themselves. One, the guy behind me killed himself in his bathtub. The guy in front of us <laughs> shot himself in the front yard in the middle of the night. Shot himself in the front yard in the middle of the night, and then the guy right across the street tried to hurt his wife and kids. One time we were having a, uh, a barbecue in our backyard. Kids came running over. They're like, Dad's gone crazy. My dad had to go and pull him off off of him. Uh, so not a great neighborhood. How many but neighbors? Like, it, it doesn't. It wasn't bad. Like it wasn't like I grew up in a nice house. Like, but it was just like very small town, and you didn't really hang out with people. How many neighbors have to kill themselves before you start asking yourself, "Is it you?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you rem- you remember like? What ages? Like, how did they tell you? I, well, that would have freaked me the I fuck out. I remember hearing the sirens the night the guy did it in the front yard. That was probably like 10, 11 then. Ooh. And then the guy who slid his wrist in the bathtub, that was like probably high school. So a little later on. I mean, as bad as Staten Island sounds, it sounds better than that well, shit. They, yeah. they, they, <laughs> where they left, New York They left live? the tub where he did it. in like So you could, you'd go out on our back porch and it would just be like, this like rusted old tub that he killed himself in, oh just like God. in view of our of our for for like a year, <laughs> he just laid there, just staring at every family barbecue. There was that. I feel like that would be a horror movie tub. where like you you dared your friends like yeah. sit in the tub and then it like uh, yeah. it haunted you and no, then you went in the shower awful. and you died. Um, I grew up I grew up near uh, Binghamton upstate, near yeah. three hours north of here. I lived in an apartment where two people died in the apartment. And we How did they die? It was this <laughs> you is got Sam. a deal. That's we got a deal. It, it came so quick. Well, you, you, Sam. I, my, someone died in my apartment. You That's why I had a rent. Yeah. I got a great deal. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, uh, it was. This is terrible. I still get letters from his like like dental bills that he owes. Stop. Oh. Yeah. Do you respond? No. 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 <laughs> no. I was like, when was the last time I responded to a letter? Yeah. <laughs> um, the, at the apartments, it was a mother and a son. And the mother was bedridden and couldn't move. And the son took care of the mother. And one day the son collapsed and hit his head and then died on the floor and bleeding out. And the mother could see him dying. Oh. And there was still a blood stain in the hallway. And I had a dog and every so often the dog would move it and I would just see the giant red stain under the carpet. You must have gotten an amazing deal. It was incredible. It was truly an incredible Wait, deal. They, when they had to when t- did they tell you that story? Yeah. They didn't tell. We saw it in the newspaper. Oh. <laughs> we, we did like we did research. Yeah. This was in Washington Heights. Wow. Yeah. It was do you like, do research so like after died. you found the blood stains? Wait, after the blood stains. She just died. She starved. Like she, she starved. To oh. This is the downside. This is the downside. You said this. No, this is what we want. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. But that was and every so often I'd see that red blood stain. Wait, did they put the carpet and I down have a nice, uh, to hide it? No, we put it down. Oh, so they the, didn't give a so shit. So you knew there was a blood stain when you. you, it, got you it. it wasn't obvious. It wasn't like what you think. Okay. It was just like into the wood. I want you, you, you guys that are reacting so emotionally. I want you to look around you and ask yourself, how many people do you think died in this room we are in right <laughs> <Yeah>. now? <laughs> I promise this is it's like the thousands. Project you think the Beastie Boys <laughs> didn't sacrifice a couple people down here for a recording yeah. session? There are people died everywhere. It's everywhere, just a matter of everywhere. time. Everywhere you look, someone died in that spot. Yeah. Everywhere, everywhere yeah. across the city, there's death. Yeah. Um, it was a beautiful apartment. Crown molding. Oh. 
<laughs> you don't get crowned Mulligan no, in New York unless someone died there, you know? That's nice. So, in terms of Staten Island, like, do, do you see yourself as, like, eventually in your life you, you leave this behind you, or is it a, really a, a part of you? I can't hide it because of my voice. Yeah. Like, my voice really gives away that, don't not so much. <laughs> the woman in the front <laughs> goes, uh, I can't hide it. So someone knows I'm from somewhere, yeah. right? Um, and have you ever ta- tried to have, hide yeah, it? Do, do people ever tell you to lose it? For th- I have. I did a, a I did a series for Go Ninety. Uh-huh. Um, if you don't know that, that was a failed uh, TV network. And Could you um, try to hide your accent for the rest of this episode. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could not talk. But, could, could, but were you able to do it? So the first day. I auditioned for the role, and I played like we're in a family from like Wisconsin or something. And the first day, I'm like talking, and I'm talking like this. I auditioned. Yeah. And I will give them credit. They did ask after the audition. They go, "Could you do it with the out there accent?" I go, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course." Forget I can. about yeah. it. Are you kidding me? I fucking hate this voice. <laughs> and I show up the first day, and and you thought you thought oh. You, you thought, eh, whatever. I'll yeah. get there, and what are they going to do? What are, they're looking at the tape, right? What yeah. are they going to do? And what they did was I did six weeks on a show <laughs> where every time I did my line, they would make me retake it and go, the vows, Sebastian, the vows. Oh. And every night I would go home. Watching YouTube videos, how to say words, I would take all the words, and I would put it into, like, Google Translate just to hear how, like, a person speaks. <laughs> And I tried Is so that an hard. option on but Google wait, Translate? Like Staten Island. <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah. I was gonna... <laughs> coffee, coffee. <laughs> You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi.